Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome to another episode of Pit Stop Fracker. I am your host, Mahad, and we're back with another episode. And we're joined by Anik, the actual journeyman, the Roy Hodgson of Formula One fans. How's your Red Bull stint? Red Bull stint is here to last, bro. It's dominance. It's dominance. And it's and it's looking rosy, man. Two already. We're, we're, uh, you know what? We're going for 23 out of 23. And you know what, Mahad? I'm going to go even further. I'm focusing on 2024. I'm looking, I'm looking at that year. 2025, 2026. Good. What can I say, Mahad? I make I make the right choice at the right time. It just happened like that, man. If it all falls apart, Red Bull, you know who the man is to blame. By the uh, way, there's no such thing as the annexes, yeah? Like, that's now gone. Like, that doesn't exist now. So, hey, I told you so. All right. We'll see how it unfolds over the season. We're only two races in. Uh, we're joined by Lawrence. How are we doing? Fresh off a, a podium in Carton. <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah, thank you. Um, but I'm struggling. I ain't got nothing to eat. I'm starving. Well, I've had McLaren at last in the in the drivers drivers and constructors championship right now. But I'm I'm starving. It's it's not been enjoyable in the slightest so far. Um, obviously the last pod I was on was about <laughs> McLaren and Aston Martin and Alpine, and it's gone completely left field from that. So yeah, not not doing great. It might be the Lawrence curse. Yeah, I never know. Uh, Rafa, how are we doing, brother? I see you in the Aston Martin penthouse. Yeah, right listen, I spoke to Matt Crack after the race on Saturday, but he sort of sorted me out. You know what I'm saying? You know, this is all expense by Lawrence Straw. That's my guy, too. We're chilling, you know. We've got two trophies back at the base now, getting some more. And I'm just saying, we've got, we got CFD time, so don't think about 2024 yet. I'm just saying. Hmm? Don't worry about 2024 yet. Yeah, CFD time is coming, but 
wait, 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 wait. Is that is that fighting talk from Aston Martin? No, I'm just I'm just saying, isn't it? You know, you can be dominant, but just look at me mirror one or two times next couple of races and just just say hello, isn't it? You know what it is? We 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 got respect for you, man. You guys you guys stepped up. You guys actually made progress. Certain teams they haven't made progress. Certain teams got their hands on that trophy. You know the trophy you've got. Yeah. Certain teams got their hand on it. They had it taken away from them. So yeah. we'll talk about it. We'll talk yeah, about we're, it. We're gonna talk, we're gonna get into all of that. But before we get into all of that, um, usual. Uh, follow us on Pitstop Fracker on Twitter. Follow us on Pitstop Fracker on TikTok. We got content on there. YouTube. Please like, subscribe the video. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please give a five-star review and uh, please show, show some love in the reviews and comments. And yeah, we'll get started. We've got an action-packed episode today. And the first to- topic we're going to talk about is the dominance talk, Red Bull dominance. Is it bad for F1? So we've seen Red Bull 1-2s twice in a row. We saw them win, I think, nearly 17 races last year. Um, it looks like it's uh, we're start we're at the beginning of a Red Bull era, even though we've only had one year and two races of this uh, regulations, and it seems like Adrian New is the only guy that's got a spot on at the moment. Um, I'm just gonna go out and say, it. is like a dominant team boring and predictable? Is it is it gonna make the championship boring and predictable? We've lived through this quite often, you know. Is it is it gonna become uncompetitive? Or do you feel like things are going to change? I'm going to come to you, Anik, on that question. I think, you know what, well, it depends literally which way you look at it. If you're looking at F1 from like an entertainment point of view, let's be honest, it is boring. You know? You've got one team that's dominating, and even within that team, you've got one driver that is much better than his teammate. So whenever they come up against each other, you know, on equal terms... He's going to be winning. So from that point of view, you know, from an entertainment aspect, you're just going to have Red Bull just dominating. And yeah, it can be considered boring or not a spectacle. But you look at it from the other side, you know, you've got the new regulations. Teams have had to prepare for it. Um, and it started at the beginning of 2022. Red Bull, you know, they were developing their car up until the end of 2021. And then they started 2022 with these new regs. And you know what? Kind of got it right from the get-go. So, in that aspect, if you look at it from a technical point of view, it's like, you know what? They've actually done an amazing job. And for a car to be one second a lap quicker than any, any other car in the race just goes to show how well they have done. And bearing in mind, this year they're going to be hit with, you know, a lot of uh, compromises when it comes to CFD. They've been fined. You know, their car is still not up to scratch in terms of reliability. You know, Perez was complaining of a long break pool. Verstappen had uh, drive, drive shaft issues in qualifying in the race, so they're not even there. You know, when it when it, when it comes to, to the technical aspect, they can you know they can even step up a little bit more. And if you look at it from that angle, you think, wow, this is this is amazing what a team has done. Um, the only way I can potentially see it working from like an entertainment angle is if you know we have a bit of inter-team rivalry if Perez was challenging Max and only way I can um the, the only way I see that happening from an entertainment point of view is looking back at previous seasons you know when Mercedes was dominating you had it with Nico Rosberg you had it with Lewis even back with McLaren in late 80s early 90s you had Senna and Prost so that's probably the only way I can see it working um we saw you know a little bit of that in uh 
in Saudi. So, yeah, man, that's, that's my take on it. Yeah, it seems like the only thing that's going to happen this season is in terms of a title fight is if Perez steps off and uh, possibly challenges Mac. But, like, do we, does F1 need to introduce something to prevent a single team dominating? Obviously, they've brought these regulations out. You can't really say, oh, um, the other teams have actually done something well with their cars. They haven't. They've really not stepped up compared to everybody else. And is it Red Bull's fault? Do they have to bring in a measure that will punish Red Bull for doing a good job? Uh, Lawrence, I'm going to come to you on that. I mean, I mean, it's not really up to the sport, I would say, as a whole, to bring... Obviously, if one they've, they've published a set of regulations, which in effect have worked, because as we've seen, if you look across the far it's it, one and a bit seasons class the, the good is much closer um together so obviously i mean let's move red bull aside so the regulations have worked so they've done their bit i would say the only bit where they probably could look at is the um waiting of the cfd wind tunnel time it i'm not sure that that's really going to with the cost cap, cost cap i'm not really sure that's going to work so much because what's the point of having 25% more uh, wind, tunnel, wind tunnel time when you can only spend the same amount as uh, Red Bull might with less. Um, and obviously we know that Red Bull are doing a lot more with that even limited time than um, a team, I don't know, top of my head, Alfa Romero may use. So I don't think it's it's not, it's like saying, you know, you have similar situations in other sports where you have people who are so far ahead, so dominant it's really the responsibility of the other participants to get up to that level um but you have it in f1 all the time i mean when obviously mercedes were far and away um even just a couple of years ago when they were second quicker than everyone else and you had uh horner crying every single race saying they've got to bring something in that can just scale them back a bit or push them forward um it's always gamesmanship so um but i think just to echo annex point i think the inter-team rivalry is the only thing that looks like I guess may provide some entertainment but I don't think if I look at it globally obviously Checo's got a lot of fans uh, where he's from Max as well I mean half of Europe obviously if you go around to any European races you'll see that Max is very heavily supported but I think it, it's a bit of an echo chamber if we look obviously towards our own shores um, already I've seen enough that <laughs> There's not a lot of investment in either driver or team from a British perspective. Um, so I think it might get skewed in terms of how we may see it as perhaps not interesting or eventful. But we have a very British tint on it, no matter how hard you might try to not. Um, and I think when we had Lewis and Rosberg, um, obviously you've got the British driver in there. Um, obviously the championship fight with the, between Lewis and Max was fantastic. But if it was... Max and Science, for example, there would still be something missing, I think, from a British perspective that people would want. Um, is a driver that's very heavily backed around here. Um, I think if we get a battle, then I, that probably will still may, remain, to be honest, um, until one of, I guess, our more local drivers get in on the act. Because um, I think if we went to Holland now, um, Netherlands, sorry, and asked how they felt about a potential battle between Checo and Max. 
you're going to get a very different response in comparison to if you asked British fans if they were interested, they're probably not going to be. Um, so I think that's worth taking into account. Are we are we are we have to take into account a British bias within the sport, just in general, that if it's not people that they're interested in or where they're from, um, they're not really uh, wanting to be involved and say, oh, yeah, F1 died off, what's going on? Stuff like that. Um, I'm going to come to you, Rafa, on this question. Do you think, like, having a dominant team kind of creates an uneven playing field for the rest of the teams? Just because what Lawrence pointed just now about the, the, the cost cap, everybody having the same cost cap. Obviously, you have more wind tunnel time and the CFD time, but because you're, you're li- you all spend the same amount of money and you're limited, do you think that kind of, like, kind of puts Red Bull on a platform where the rich gets richer, they're just chilling there because they know they can spend the same amount of money and they have all the facilities anyway? Yeah, um, I think it does. I think, like, if your CFD time's great, but if you ain't got the personnel to use it, there's no point of having more CFD time. The best the best guys are all the, all the top teams. Red Bull have more of them. That's why their car is so much faster than everybody else's. And so, if you give Williams, well, actually, Williams has actually been okay. If you give, I don't know, Alfa Romeo more CFD time with the same amount of money, uh, nothing's going to change because they don't have the top elite guys to move on forward as of yet. Maybe when Audi come in, they will. So, yeah, I think that that's a, probably an area where that's been looked into. Um, where if you do finish, you know, let's say you finish ninth, you get more CFD time, but also more money to develop the car because that would actually be better rather than just having the same amount of money as everyone else. So, yeah, that's something to look into. But I just think everyone needs to up their game. This is not about Red Bull for me. This is about the other nine teams. This is about stinkers from Ferrari, stinkers from Mercedes. Like, I think instead of focusing all on Red Bull, they've done great. But let's focus on the other two main challenges that were supposed to be there. They were given all this yap, yap, yap before the season. And they're now... I don't know, a second off in a race, by lap in a race, which isn't where they want it to be. So I think instead of focusing on this is bad for F1, tell the other big teams to step up. So yeah, I think I think that's that's what should be done. Thank you, Rafa. Um as if you're watching on YouTube, you now see uh your local MP, Nam, has made his return to the pod. Um Nam, we're just talking about uh the problem with dominant teams in F1 and especially Red Bull at the moment and a lot of talk about that. Do you think um, they should be held back, Red Bull? Do you, do you think there should be something put in or is it a case of the other teams just need to be doing a better job? Um, they're both. Um, they're not going to be held back. So I don't know why we're having that conversation. Just They're not going to. All dominant teams get held back. Even Red yeah. Bull. It, it, it's, it happened before. So Ferrari was dominant. Then they changed the rules. We're not going to get held back, bro. I, I think we're we a will. force of nature. We Listen. are a force of nature. We ain't going to get held back. All right. For nothing. You can throw if, whatever you want to Red Bull. Nothing will hold us back. If we want to go history. We've got a top driver. We've history to take. We've got a top guy. Sure, relax, relax. Got Explain 2013. Engine. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's go back. Let's, let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go to let's go let's go to O4 in it. No, no dominant right. team gets held. No dominant team gets held back if they haven't had a, a major six, a period of success. 
go it's back. It's been a year it. and two races. Yeah, that's not enough. It, there needs to be. They need to win like four seasons before FIA go. Oh, maybe we've got to change it. Maybe maybe they're a bit too dominant. All right, let's 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 look at let's look at the sport at home, man. Yeah, do you think these periods of periods of like dominance hurts the sport in the long run? Uh, yeah, it does. So we've had like period. We had a period of Ferrari, then we had a Red Bull period. And now we had a Mercedes period, and now we've got the start of maybe another Red Bull period. It, how does there just F1 needs purpose? to be? Uh, there just needs to be a period where you have three teams that are all neck and neck with each other, where we don't know who's going to win the season because we haven't had that. We haven't had that for about 20 years. Maybe more. No, no. 2012, 24, 2012. Mm. I, every yeah. day I didn't know who's going to win. Every race. I didn't yeah, know. but 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 you kind of did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you kind of did. <laughs> no, but McLaren sure. was the fastest car. I'm not sure. Yeah, McLaren was unreliable. Car. But on race day, if you put your money on Vettel to win, you're most likely going to get a ton out of that. Because obviously, I think we all know that. In race trim, that car was the class of the field. In race trim. Don't try to save uh, Alonso's stocks now, brother. Alonso had a good car as well. You know what I mean? Uh, not there really. was good cars everywhere. We saw Renault winning. No, we saw Lotus winning races. I don't know. I don't know about that. I mean, but that's not what I'm talking about. But then, how many, how many races did um did Red Bull win that season? I think Seb won five or six in 2012. Yeah, six. That's a competitive then, season. Yeah, yeah. And how many did Lewis had five? I think Seb and uh Button had three, three or four. Um, yeah, but uh, obviously yeah, you have, so you've had se- you've had seasons where guys are, like look, obviously Lewis when he won a title had five or six wins. That's competitive then. So uh, when you're getting into the stage where you've had Lewis winning double figures, max double figures. Schumacher double figures, Seb twenty thirteen double figures. That's where you're getting into dangerous territory. Then, um, well, but not, I think not if only it, that though. I think, I think I think when you've got you've got uh, seasons where <clears throat> the t- the two drivers have won the majority of the races. That's that's again we can add that to a dominant season because we're talking about the teams, right? Not talking yeah. about just the drivers. You can have an outstanding driver and they will win. They can win. Double, double figured was it um, races, and that's just that's ridiculous for the sport because so like last like, season that was a demonstration of a dominant season. Yeah, that's that's that's, was... that's pathetic because if uh, uh, mad you talk about Rossbourne and him cooking the um, regulations and making them one of the greatest ever, he cooked. But, I can't. No, he didn't. You can't. We can't be talking about. He caught because people were. No, there no, was no, gaps no, no, no. within yeah, midfield. Wait, wait, wait. wait. That, that's not the sport, though. Nobody's going home going, oh, you know what? I'm going to spend 18 pounds a month at Sky F1 just to see um, Lando Norris. Um, <laughs> I do. I know. I do. Hey, hey listen. You're talk- hey, Don't man, ignore listen. the midfield. Don't hey, ignore. Hey, man, we're talking to a guy. Listen. Yeah, I was in midfield obscurity for years watching the monster. I was there yeah, for the bro. But if I, look- I didn't. I didn't care about who finished. Who finished first? I don't care. I didn't. I don't watch the podium after any races, so I didn't really get. So, midfield is important, and also, I, yeah, 
Let's go back. To, let's go back to history. Bring back 04. Let's talk about 04 because 04 in this season has so many similar parallels. You have a dominant car, but then you have a great midfield under it. So for me, yeah, I don't think it's that. I think it's bad for the sport, maybe in the long run. But as right now, I think it's very watchable. Like, and also, I do believe the FI will do something. Not now, maybe in a couple of years, because history tells us that eventually something will come in. In 04, Ferrari can't walk the, the championship. They brought in one title next year. Now Ferrari. And the same thing will happen again and again and again. So eventually, Red Bull will get nerfed in it. Eventually. So, All right. So if you go back we have to... A split. We have a split. We have a split right now on who who thinks the regulations have cooked or not. Anik, do you think the regulations have done well or not? I, I, person, I personally think last year they've done very well. Again, similar to what Science said at the end of the last race, I think all the bits that they've added to the front wing and the slight changes that they made this year, I think the return of Dirty Air is back. So at the moment, right now, I don't think they're doing well. And the proof is in the overtakes. We're not seeing as many overtakes this season that we did last year. I just want to quickly say something, though, about the, about coming back to the entertainment thing. So back, back in 2013, it was dominant. Vettel cleaned up the second half of the season. And then you had, from 2014, we all know there was a battle between Max and Lewis, um, not between, uh, between Nico and Lewis from 2014 to 2016. And then from 2017 to about 2020, well, to 2019, you had Ferrari there. And then Obviously, you had Max and Lewis. So I think there's only one season where it was been really dominant, and that was again 2020. And it's like it, I don't think it's always a case of having two teammates. You know, you do need another team there as well. Like you can't just have one team and one driver just dominating. You know what? The best solution is let Ferrari build an illegal engine and let Mercedes spend as much as they want. And that's sorted. Because when Ferrari had a legal engine, they were winning. And when Mercedes were spending whatever they wanted, they were winning. I think that's what's going to bring it all together, Mahad. So cost cap's the problem? Cost cap for Mercedes is a problem. A legal engine is a problem for Ferrari. So let them build whatever engine they want and let Mercedes spend whatever they want. We'll see it come you're together. You're, you're basically saying, Lawrence, so you're seeing these immoral people. They're saying cheating is the way to... Not me. Not me. <laughs> basically. Wow. Hey, you want to see entertainment? That's what I'm saying. Lawrence, you're the head of the party. How do you resolve this situation? Oh, excellent as well. I would I would change the cost cap on a sliding scale. So, simply put, if the the teams that are lower down the grid have, have the ability to obviously spend the money, then they get a sliding scale. So, 10th place can get 20 million more. Obviously, I'm just using an arbitrary number, but if they use 20 million more and then you slide that up, then they can actually have the money to spend on the extra time that they've got development-wise. Um, that'd be the first thing. Uh, I think the second thing as well is not just... See, we, we, we've heard a bit, I think, in the last day or two about the uh, TD changing or being just disregarded completely. Um, I just wouldn't budge. Like, Leave the regulations as they are. The teams will figure it out. Eventually, that's what happened with the last set of regulations. Obviously, it got right to the end, but you had 2021 happen. Um, the teams will figure it out eventually. You may have to go through a bit of suffering, but every the start of every new set of regulations has a bit of suffering in it anyway. Um, you could take that back 30 years. Um, so I'd say give, you may have to go through a difficult season or two, but I'd imagine by 24, if not 25, then you 
you've got a set of regulations that can last um for quite a sustained period of time don't don't react you're changing things up every two seconds just to get some um fake entertainment so i would leave it as is constantly tweaking the regulations is bad they, they, once they raise the floor highest look what's happened 30 years back the whole point of ground effect cars is no dirty air and you brought out dirty air because you're trying to baby teams that have not dealt with porpoising so like That's i it. think we're, we're, rafa you mentioned previously um i think you said about teams being held accountable for making shit cars this episode is supported by fx's clipped the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Live. Yeah. You, you me. mentioned it, like you—they've set new regulations. Let's say, it's, let's say this is like a university. They've set an exam. One guy has passed with flying colours, and everybody else has failed. Who? What's the problem? Is the test the problem, or the students? I'll do the test, but this is a fun. Yeah, for me, but say you've got big Mercedes, you've got big Ferrari. Yeah, you can't listen. As I said before, if I'm I'm a rich guy, or I'm a broke guy, sorry. I can go to rich man and be like, yo, you're making too much money, you put me in this situation. Nah. <laughs> Make your own bread. Go get your bread. Capitalism, rapper, you know. Exactly. Don't Man's look at me. You pass homeless people in the street, like, nah. Yeah, this is, this is go late get your money. This, we all got, we all got the same 24 hours. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is, <laughs> this is late the same fair, 24 hours. <laughs> same 24 hours. Like, I, I, said, this, I said this before. I'm holding two other teams accountable going for this because let's let's take Asamata out of this because no one expected Asamata to do anything. Yeah, I said this. Ferrari and Mercedes were doing a lot of yapping off season. Ferrari said, "Oh, we found twenty uh, um twenty bits of stuff in the engine. We found uh, Mercedes said, yeah, we're going to be back dropping puss and cat boots, whatever you call it, on on the on the TR, thinking they'll be back. And the car's meaty. This is on them for me." Rebel have cooked. They've done their thing. Why are you not cooking? Rebel have come to the cookout with dumpling, yam, fried chicken, and Mercedes and Ferrari come there with the empty hands, glass of water. Nothing. So this bag is of on ice. them. A bag, bag of ice, ice, bro. This is on That's them, bro. This is their fault. So I don't... If you want to be what did Aston Martin bring? Oh, we buy it. We brought yams. We brought... <laughs> we brought bears. We brought... Actually, we brought... Atmosphere. We're, yeah, the, we're the cool guy. We brought the vibes. Yeah, we brought the vibes. That man brought hot dog yeah. buns, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I must hot dog buns. <laughs> Listen, so what I'm saying is, yeah, Rebel of Cooks, they should get their flowers. Rebel should be getting their flowers. The other two guys, Mercedes Ferrari, should be getting hate because I'm sorry, they've just, they fucked up. Mercedes out here doing apology statements Two rate one race in. Come on, man. It's a, a stinker for them to me. That, that apology statement is still like I think I found a solution to this issue. Now, now what's the solution? Come on. You're in you're in the house of commons. Come on. So I think I think it's the cost cap. 
one. Uh, and but people are saying, oh well, if we remove the cost cap, that means everyone can spend whatever they want, right? But if they had kind of like what the Premier League do and have a better distribution of revenue from um their TV rights, this this wouldn't be much of an issue. You would still have a midfield cooking and you would have the the bigger teams um yes making better cars having bigger budgets but at least the, the smaller teams would have a sizable amount of revenue coming through from the tv rights in order for them to make decent cars so liberty media need to stop being fat cats and thinking that the mls and the nba is the right way to go it's not because it doesn't work in a sport where the majority of the people in it stay in their teams for the longest period of time. There's no kind of youth system. There isn't some kind of draft system for you to kind of compensate on the lack that nobody spends this much money or there's this kind of cost cap or there's this kind of regulation. There isn't that draft system to kind of even out the, the field. So you've got to think, all right, let's look at what they do in the Premier League and how, how are they thriving and how are the teams been able to be competitive? Because at least in the Premier League, you've got what, five teams that could at least win a a cup. <laughs> Maybe not the league, but they can at least win something see, within the see, league. See how you didn't say Prem? Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, because we can't lie here because Man City are just eating, <laughs> eating fat. So let's not lie here. <laughs> they, they, can, they could just win. The, but at least there's things for them to win. But fam, Let's let's start. Let's start by winning things. When was the last time we saw? Let's throw a team out there. McLaren, win something. Oh, let's 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 not bring me in this. Now why am I? Listen, listen, listen. I'm not trying to say McLaren <laughs> are dead. Listen, listen. I'm not trying to say McLaren are dead. Yeah, but. When have they won something? They haven't won anything. And the simple fact of them not winning anything is because they just can't compete with what... McLaren's a small... Fam, how many cars do they make a year? They don't make cars like that. So they can't reven- They can't attract revenue of the, the stature of Mercedes who makes 60 cars, 60 different models every year. With, and especially special edition models as well. <laughs> like, the problem with McLaren, they can't do they've that. spent 700 million on Wakanda. If you do that, you're finished. So much million on what? On the, the uh, McLaren Honda deal. Oh, yeah. He's you spend that saying. on them rigs and they end up ninth. That's what happens. And hey, bam. Bring back Funky money. That's what happens. Bring back. Yeah, but, but they, Hiring a fraud in James Key. That's a problem. No, no. But you know what? The funny, the funny thing about that, yeah. The funny thing about that kind of deal is for a team like McLaren, that's deadly. It's nucleus. Like, it, they'll, they'll finish them. You can't, that's, once you make that kind of error, that's fine. But I'll be, let's look at the books of Mercedes and Ferrari. They'll probably make stupid deals like that as well. You know what, what did, you know what Mercedes will do? They're going to make another C-class. And I'll just cover their money, bro. Uh, <laughs> uh, nah, man, I need you to buy a McLaren. <laughs> hey, you can afford it now. I need you to buy a McLaren. Lawrence, buy a McLaren. I need you to buy a McLaren. Now I'm in the house of... Man's in the you house of laws. Listen to the comments. He's the, he's up, bro. Right. You got you got to sacrifice that sky glass. Actually, no. Buy him. Buy him. Buy him. Quarting. The quarting money. You know what I'm saying? The ten bags an hour. Hey, you're telling me to buy McLaren, but 
hands up if you've seen a McLaren showroom. You know what? <laughs> I'll make it you know what? You know what, bro? I'll make it easier for you. Just buy some Red Bulls for us. Look after us first. Nah, listen. Buy Red Bull. We cannot compete. Can buy some Aston Martin. We cannot compete. Hey, now what I'm saying, now is yeah. You see the next James One film? Be there. Yeah, and also DB Nine or something. DB whatever. Just buy anything, bro. Any, bro, just buy anything green. Buy the seats in the House of Commons. Just do what you do. Buy anything green. Support us, bro. <laughs> We're talking about bribery here. You better sick. Um, now I've got one question for you though before we move on. If Perez wasn't Perez and it was like a proper title fight, i.e., maybe Nico and Lewis, would anybody care about nomination? Yeah, 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 yeah. They would. Let's say, for example, it wasn't Perez. Let's say it was like a Lando Norris or something in that seat, and they were actually competing for a title, and they're like going at it every race. Would anybody care? No, I think they would. Because it's, it's, it's just, it would just be like how people were annoyed at when Rosberg and Hamilton were winning or when Bottas thought that he could win a championship. Like, it's that kind of situation. People would just be annoyed. It's just like, rah. So uh, one team is just going to win, but whoever wins is going to be out of those two drivers. I think that would be more of an issue. I think, I think the fact that Perez is thinking up the joint, the Red Bull fans could go, ah, you see, it's not really domination because if it was, Perez would be winning. He'll be a four-time champion by now. Like, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I think there's still the talk would still be there, and the issue will still be there. And I think it'd be a little bit. Even, I think it'd be worse, to be fair. But hey, we've got to thank Perez for those. Uh... Yeah, let's let's ask the Red Bull fan, Alec. Do you think it would still be there? The talk. About oh, it's bad. Red Bulls dominating the sport. Blah blah blah. blah. If there is, nah, um... I don't think so. Honestly, I I don't think so. I'm not just saying that because I've got a lot of time for Red Bull. I'm saying it because you know every time there has been a championship battle, you know people are, people are glued to the sport. People are focused. People in 2017 were focused on Lewis and Seb. People in 2018 were doing the same. People in 2021 was Max and Lewis. And I keep saying it's 2021. Underrated season up until the very final lap of the last race. It was an amazing season, if you break it down. And everyone was hooked on F1. Everyone was looking forward to the next race. And I always think that if you have healthy competition there, no matter what it is, whether it's in the team, whether it's between um, two different teams, it's going to be entertainment. So if Perez does take the challenge to Max, I think it will. I don't think it's bad for the sport. I really don't. Can I just, can I just say one thing, though? 2021, yeah. Um, was that because of the cars being dominant, or was that because we had villains and heroes? It was w- it was WWE. Like we had yeah, we had Chris Chris Horner coming out acting like Paul Heyman. We had uh, Max Verstappen moving like um, Chris Jericho back in the day, and we had Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> moving like John Cena it was John WWE Cena, yeah. bro <laughs> that's what it was you have to remember uh, though, was one thing no one thing that's ignored yeah about 2021 obviously it was an entertaining scene because everybody was focusing on Lewis versus Max yeah them guys were finishing miles ahead of everybody else yeah, yeah them two exactly. were miles ahead bonkers it was just all we had was two dominant cars rather than one dominant car I don't know that was dominant with a dominant driver and we had a, a Mercedes with a dominant driver but you had you had competition further down so you had Obviously not as important, but you had Ferrari, Ferrari, McLaren, 
the third like, talking full season. Like, why are you talking about things um, like Fulham versus West Ham? Nobody cares about us. <laughs> no, no, no. Nah, that, that was exciting, nah, though. That was, no, exciting. That, was, that was exciting. God, no. Nah. But the thing was so, yeah. This one, and that's right. what's happening right now in the midfield, but nobody wants to, everybody wants to ignore it. There's like, look at the time spread between... No, because they're, the they're not they're not they're not getting podiums. So there's 2021. No, you had how, exactly, how many race wins. on the podium? The race wins the, are the yeah. most important from, thing. From my point of view, yeah, I I think here yeah, an inter-team battle for the championship is better than an as in like better than two team two drafts from different teams fight. For me, the two best well, seasons. That's controversial. The two best know. seasons, two best seasons, yeah. For me, yeah, like end team wise, yeah, is eighty nine. Was it 89? 89. <laughs> and freaking <laughs> right. 07. Because, bro, think about it, yeah? Think about it, yeah? Rafa, you were watching 89, bro. No, Rafa, I was there. Rafa, 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 I was there. You were there? All right. Cool. All right. Wait, 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 wait. F1, listen, F1 TV's membership through lockdown saved my life. I was watching every race. I'm telling you, I was there. Estoril, Kailami, every race I was there. Listen, that is... For me, the epitome. I love inter-team battles. So you see 2014-2016, Hamilton versus Rosberg? I was there. So, like, I don't think that's a problem. I like inter-team battles for a championship. It, there's more drama because they had the same team. Who's the, who's the team principal going to pick over? Like, you see, that's that's the shit I'm there for. Yeah? Yeah, but, but let's, if we're going to be real, yeah? If we're going to be real, yes, inter-team, dumb, inter-team battles are cool. But the thing that really elevates and moves the sports forward is when it's a team, a, a driver from another team versus a driver from another team. So you think about like 08, Massa versus Hamilton. Yeah, but when Massa's family better. were celebrating. 07 is better. Kind of huh? 07 as a. Uh huh. What? Yeah, no, 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 no. No, no. Even that, okay, even, all right, let's use even 07. Yeah. I, 07. Or still Hamilton versus Rock Ragnan, and there were other drivers yeah. that could have won it. So. What I'm saying yeah. is, is like, it's, it's, it's tastier when it's two teammates. It's just, it's just, just something yeah. about two teammates. Yeah, bro, yeah. it's like Interverse, it's like Interverse is Milan. The reason why it's. This so is a big, Milan fan talking, yeah. It's a, it's an intercity rivalry. When it's when you're too close like that and you're fighting, it's no, sick, bro. They still. It I is. can't think of. I can't think of any clip that they show except for Bahrain, Rosberg, Hamilton, at where and that was early on in the season where the 2015, one of the worst seasons of all time. Oh, that, that was worse. Oh, to this yeah. day, to this day, I still remember Massa's dad year. Going, well, stopping and going. What the hell's happened? Hey man, don't lie. You don't remember 2016 Barcelona? Like what? Corner number. Yeah, no, no. 2016 four? Barcelona. People remember. No, but those I'm are just 2015. 2015. What? I ain't checking in. These men are what? one minute down the road. What about 2016? Okay, you're not, not 20, but 2016. Then come on, that is a six season. That's for me. That's an even 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 Austria. Nah, nah. 2016 it's, as well. it's, it's it's not. If you compare it to like 2021 and stuff like that. No. 2016 is not top five. It's not even a top five season, man. What? No, Wait, top five season of, of what? Of what? Of in, in total of F1? Or yeah, it's, it's not. It's not. It's not, it's not up there uh, right now, man. Uh, it's, it's okay. It's borderline. It's like top. It's like top six. We had Hamilton backing up traffic on AD. Top man. Nobody six. cares about that. <laughs> top six. Is dead, bro. Hey, did you see what happened in Austria, fam? Do you see the? Yeah, that was crazy. Ranting? Okay, when we're talking about beefing each other as teammates, yeah, it's up there. But I'm just talking about yeah. just in general title. I love this. It's not up there like that. It's. Uh, Nico, 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 Nico,
But yeah, Rafa, you brought it on to the, nah, our next topic. Our next topic is actually about teammate wars. Because that is the only storyline that's going on at the moment. These teammate rivalries that's happening right now that nobody's actually talking about, but it's bubbling over the surface. And the main one that everybody's talking about is Max Verstappen and Sergio Perez. So in Jeddah, um, we saw a little bit of uh, Max ignoring the radio, ignoring any type of orders from Red Bull uh, in terms of uh, not getting fast to slap and uh, trying to keep to the pace so the car doesn't break down. After slicing through the field and getting P2, he's obviously going for the win. There's obviously some tension there going all the way back to Monaco 2022, uh, where Perez allegedly uh, crashed on purpose in qualifying. Um, They're now separated by one point in the championship, two races in. Uh, Anik, you are a fake Red Bull fan at the moment. I'm glad to say that. Um, Tell us your thoughts on uh, this rivalry at the moment. Do you think... Do you think it's gonna uh, it's gonna go well, or is it just gonna deteriorate as it goes along this season? The relationship between Perez and Max. You know what? I think it's actually going to deteriorate as the season goes on. Can, can you hear me clearly now? By the way, no, that's fine. Um, yeah, I think it's going to deteriorate. I mean, you alluded to it um, last year, Monaco. I think Max was a little bit pissed off. I even think I don't know if I told you guys this, but I even think in Sao Paulo, Verstappen was pissed off at Perez that race, which is why he didn't let him through. We don't know exactly what the reasons were, but I think he was pissed off with Perez because if you go back to the restart, Perez fakes to dive down the inside into turn one, which forced Max a little bit wide and then he eventually ended up colliding with Lewis. So I, if you look back at that sequence, I actually think Max was pissed off with Perez for the start of the race. And I think when Max just looks at Perez, as harsh as this sounds, I just don't think he rates him. Simple as, I don't think he rates him. His dad don't rate Perez. His dad came out and said, like, some straight straight up stuff about Perez. Like, look, he's never been at the top, at the, at the front of the race. So he's obviously going to take every opportunity. And I think Max deep down knows that he's got the, you know, he's he, he's got the number over him. If you look at Perez last year, like, I really think he should have secured P2 much earlier in the season, considering how dominant Red Bull were. Like, they've won... Uh, 12 out of the last 13 races or something like they've they've gone on a mad streak and most of them have been Max and even in a few of them Max has come from like so far back to you know to to get a respectable position either P1 or P2 so I actually just think Max don't don't rate him and I think because now they have a bit of a buffer there when it comes to race pace minimum one second I think Perez is going to try you know to really stake his claim and say you know what see race wins here, I'm going to go for it. And I think I think something's going to happen. I think a couple of moments will happen between them, uh, maybe on track, maybe off track, but I think something's going to happen there. Um, but regardless, I think the relationship will break down and I do see Perez not being there at the start of next season. Dude, I don't see him being there at the start of next season. So I expect that second seat to go to someone else. Well, he's got he's got a contract for next season, but who knows about Red Bull and how they fulfill things? Uh, Lawrence, uh, I'm going to come to you. Um, do you think this this might sound like a crazy question, but do you think Perez has it in him to take the fight to Max? How long is it going to last? If it's just them two battling up front, I don't think it's going to last very long. To be honest, um, you look at Saudi. I think that was the first sign to me that I think Max was a bit irritated that he didn't just close the gap within 
obviously after the safety car restart once he got past i think that irritated him the fact that actually checo could match his pace for someone like max that would irritate you a lot that you're not just breezing up to him and just flying past without any effort and like almost like for max it was almost like an insult that perez just didn't yield to him immediately um and i think that was similar to what anik would say at sao paulo it's almost the fact that he just, it is quite a psychological, dom- psychologically dominant thing. I think Max wants to do to any any teammate, and I think Perez does. I don't think when if it comes down to it, and Perez has got to what launch one, for example, on the inside of Max that he's going to do it because I think he, he saw enough last year of Sao Paulo that he didn't have to back it. He doesn't have the backing of the team. Doesn't have. Um, I think when it really comes down to crunch time, because if he did have the back end of the team, they would have they would have really put Max out there because obviously everything was was done and dusted. Um, I think if you gave Perez a situation similar to Saudi, where he's got a bit of a gap to manage, and for whatever reason that that gap's existed, then I think he can hold it. But if it comes wheel to wheel, there's it's not even not even worth a conversation because um, Perez has always been quite. A pleasant driver to drive against, um, whereas Max is honestly the most horrific driver you could ever come across, word to will. So I don't. They don't really. Ma- they don't really match. It's it, it's. I. This might sound odd, but I, it's not too dissimilar to how. I think if they were if they if they were to go word to will a lot this season, how Max treats Lewis word to will. There's no respect there, but he trusts. Lewis to be the more gentlemanly type. I think it would be the same with, with Perez. He knows Perez ain't going to stick one on him in the same regard. Um, so no, is is the flat answer. I think he'll have, he'll have a decent start, and I think he actually, I think he will probably keep up with Max. And also the the fact that they've not got any competition means that he's always going to be fairly. He's he's, a, he's only ever going to be second or third from him, really. So points wise, they're going to be quite tight. Um, that's probably the only difference numerically is that Max is going to have a challenger because the guy can only finish seven points behind him every single race. Um, so time-wise, yeah. nowhere near, but just collecting the P2s. Yeah. yeah. Yikes. Um, Rafa, um, we've seen a lot of dark arts in Formula 1. Um, do you think Sergio will operate that way? Do you think he can make, do you think his presence can make Verstappen a little bit uncomfortable? off track some of the behavior maybe or maybe even on track do you think maybe this is the way to get into max's head and because at the end of the day this might be his only title shot if anik is right and this is they're gonna boot him out at the end of the year he has to give it all he's all right is he gonna employ some dark arts here i don't i don't think people realize what perez is all. bro perez put ocon in the wall in 2017 at spa he knows what he's doing like he, Perez might not be as quick, but he's 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 clued up up there. He knows what going, and he's not gonna. I think, I think this all started in toward, I think Spain last year, and you know when, um, uh, I think Max came up behind him and he got the issue to move. It was like he wasn't really happy about it, and he says it's not something he's comfortable with doing. And then what happened in Monaco? If you're talking about dark arts, I believe he, I believe he. Fumbled on purpose that lap. I'm sorry, and I think the telemetry kind of backs up. So yeah, I do think he's got the minerals stuff, the dark arts in them. But 
the only issue I have with him is just outright pace. And so I don't think he's got that sustainable over the course of the season. Maybe like one one or two race weekends, he could be like, yo, I can chat to Max, but I don't know. <laughs> what he reminds me of is, I don't know if you've seen that meme of Kai Havertz. It's like zero goals in February, six goals in March, and like one goal in like April. That is Sergio Perez. He will cook out of nowhere for like a string of races and then we'll have like two or three stinkers and then one good race, two or three like he's too inconsistent to challenge Max. Because let's go back to when Max had the last challenger, it was Lewis Armstrong. And if you want to talk about consistency, that's the level of consistency you're going to have to keep it with, keep it with Max Verstappen on it. I don't think he's got that consistency. So, Dark Arts, yes. Pace-wise, no. So it's looking scary for any parents fans listening right now that thought that he can mount a challenge. Uh, Nam, I know you're an observer of psychology uh, within the garage, and you noticed um, Max's uh, avoidance to listen to any type of team orders whatsoever. Do you think it's you think Red Bull are trying to give Perez a chance equally, and Max is just ignoring team orders, or is it a case of listen, this is just built around Max? We're gonna try to make it look like uh, we're being equal players here, but we're just going to let Max do what he wants. So I'm going to defend Red Bull here because initially I thought the team is, to a degree, the team is quite built around Max Verstappen. Um, But if I look at history, they do allow their second drivers to kind of challenge, amount of challenge at drivers. Um, I think with, with Red Bull currently, they have an issue, and the issue isn't their drivers. I think the issue is Jost Verstappen. His presence within the Red Bull pit is concerning for a driver who's only had 17 points in his whole F1 career. For him to kind of... Jost Verstappen shots! <laughs> fam. Here's, here's what made me so mad, yeah. He can't but, chat to Perez, first of all. Fam, he, you can't, Perez has you got can't. 73... Listen, listen to this. Perez has got 73 times more points than Jos Verstappen had in his whole career. That's embarrassing. You know how is? Hey, how, where did you find that out, bro? Bro, I, I did my statistics. I did my... Hey, best people like... You like uh, Brainiac, bro. He's commi- commi- committed to that hateration, boy. That is... Like, I'm, I'm going to call you Statnam for now. I'm like Statnam, bro. That's a crazy stat. Bro, it's... So, for, for, for Jos to act the way he acted last week at Jeddah is nuts. It's like me going to F1 race, seeing Max Verstappen and just... Screw facing them. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Bro, I'm going to get his autograph. I have to because he's got more points than me in my entire life. So I can't I can't sit there and hate like that. Maybe when I'm here, I can do what I want. But you're just bro. I think that his dominance 
in there. He thinks that he can kind of like throw his weight around. And I can see sometimes the way he's a little bit angry. And sometimes he throws some things around in the in the pit, pit <clears throat> in the garage. So I think with Red Bull, they know that Max is supposed to be their number one driver. And I think Max plays into the fact that he wants to please his dad and he wants to be this kind of like hardball driver in front of his dad. And his dad is too much of a, how do I put this in the nicest terms? It's too stop much uncut, man. Cook, of man. a... Huh? It's pit stop on cut, man. Do, it, do what you need to do. Okay, so it's too much of a wife beater from for... for <laughs> um, for 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 Max to just uh... calm down a little bit. So the anger is gonna come because <laughs> I honestly, honestly, if I think about sometimes when I hear Max and sometimes when I see Max in certain situations, when his dad's not around, Max is very he's actually quite calm. He's kind of like I'm I'm I, I feel like I'm a, I'm the number one driver, I feel like I'm the best in the world, but if I lose a race cool, fine. I know I'm fast. I know I'll eventually win. But you've been upset that you, you've been upset that you, fam, you fumbled your, you fumbled your qualifying and you had to chase. You did well, but you're in the same car as Perez. So for you to assume that Perez will just move out of the way, even though he's in the same kind of car as you, is ludicrous to me. So why would you, and then also on top of that, he, Max's comments and Max's anger came after Sergio Perez's celebration and how Jos Verstappen was looking. Fam, but you see, now, me... that, 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 that's why I think where Max can... Like, you said that Max has to prove something to his dad. I don't think he has to prove anything to his dad. I personally... Oh, think no, 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 no. He doesn't have to prove anything to his dad in terms of racecraft. Like he said, like I said. Exactly, fam, yeah. The, Max, has, Max, Max got more points in his rookie season than his dad did in his whole career. So, probably in two yeah. rated the past two His first race for Red Bull was 25 points, bro. <laughs> that's probably more points than uh, uh, Yoss got in his whole career. Wait, Yoss got wait. how many? 17? 17 <laughs> points in his whole career. <laughs> yeah, oh, one race, one race yeah. I clipped your whole career. Come <laughs> oh, on, man. But so, now, so, in, yeah, in, in on a race race, he doesn't. You think but, that his dad should take a step back? Pardon? Do you think that his dad should potentially take a, like a step back and stop being always there? I think his dad should do should be watching F one like the rest of us at home. He might need to get a Sky subscription. I don't know what they do with formal drivers if they get it free or in a discounting, but it needs to be out of there because I don't think his presence is really helping Max at all. Right. I I think it was a detriment to him and made Max look like more of a villain when Max won the championship two seasons ago. Because until until that time, I didn't really see Yoss around like that. <laughs> you get me? He wasn't really there, there. He might have been there like one or two races, but he wasn't really there. I even think his mum was there more than his dad. But all of a sudden now that Max has had a chance to win a championship and then he won it, and then he won it back to back. I'm seeing Yoss there every time, and it's just not—it's not a good flex for him. It's—it's it's just not. I don't I, think it's it, that, maybe, that relationship. Fine, they do have maybe, a relationship growing up anyway. Maybe he's just bored, bro. Maybe he's just got nothing to do on Sundays or weekends, bro. Bro, 
find a hobby. Old guys like playing golf. Play golf, man. Not every day race weekend, bro. Like, <laughs> he's not built. He's not, bro, he should be ashamed. How can your son outdo you like that? Come on, man. Bro, the son's I, got two world championships. You got 17 <laughs> points. I would I, I go to races, bro. I'm not sure my face. Jos Verstappen has one trophy, and that one trophy is Le Mans. It's not even F1. <laughs> Yeah, it's A one G A one GP, bro. A one GP. No, no, no. A one GP. Hooper. I'm not knocking Le Mans, yeah. But Joseph Verstappen's trophy cabinet is emptier than Tottenham's, and that's looking wild to me. That's Verstappen's greatest career highlight is ruining Montoya's greatest ever race. Bro, that was disgusting. That was by the way, one of the greatest wins ever, and he ruined it. You know what? You know what? You know that meme where it has Kobe and like the guy Kwame Brown, and it's like one guy scores seventy five points, and and it combined seventy five points. And you know, one guy scored one point, and Kobe scored like eighty or something like that. That's that's Joshua Stappen and Max Verstappen, bro. That's Joshua Verstappen providing the sperm to create Max Verstappen. Literally, that that's one it. That's his best career highlight, bro. What he done? <laughs> What he done somewhere in the dark, yeah, that's his career highlight. So you should just take that, yeah, and stop coming races. Because I'd be real, he's just too much of a sour face. What is he doing at races, bro? You know what? You know what? Let me can I can I do a plea to to, to someone right now, yeah? Just I wanna I wanna I wanna talk to someone directly. Yeah. The the executives at Zigo. Yeah. The 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 executives at Zigo. Come and collect your boy. Let him be. Please come. Let him be the poor director of your of your operation. Yeah, come and get with Yoss. Put him in the commentary box and let him do his thing there. Yeah, or if you if you don't do things on track, let him be the guy who's at home. You know when they used to do Anthony Davis here. Yeah? He used to commentate from home when there's COVID. Yeah, that's from the Skypad or something. That's what I need for. Put him in, wait, put him wait, in the wait, Nico wait. layer. <laughs> Nico that's what layer. I need. Yeah, or right. even better. You know how they used to do every given, uh, every driven Monday, yeah, and they used to fly back to the UK. They can do that in Holland for us. That's what they need. He needs to be there. He needs to be that guy who was on every, every, any driven Monday, who never was at races, but was part of the team. That's what I need from them. Boy. Anyway, back to the team rivalries. I think that's back what to team rivalries. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's what affects Max, but do you it's still gonna be Max taking out Perez? Everybody knows that Max is just gonna you know annihilate. I don't know, you know. Or do you think it's gonna be like like Rafa, like Rafa said, yeah. I've seen Perez do some narco stuff, you know. Some real some real kind of like backhanded slap kind of things to drivers. Even at his time at Williams, yeah. He did hey, some remember, remember his time remember his time at um McLaren, bro. He was beefing Button, bro. Yeah, he's trying like, to kill Button. I'm not gonna lie. I, I, was, is, is, I, I swear, I swear, Button is probably. If you ask him with product, he's one of the nicest guys, bro. The only time I saw him get vexed was after 2005 Malaysia. Fam. If you watch the season review, it was there. He got vexed for no reason, it? yeah. But he was beefing him like, like, see, yeah, Perez, Perez has got like he's got some screws loose when he when he needs to get some screws loose. I, 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 I think we'll see fireworks if they if we find out midway through the season that Perez ain't gonna be there. So maybe after summer break. He's oh, going to yeah. be there. Then we might see fireworks. Then he's like, you know what? Fuck it. 
Yeah. Um, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the elephant in the room, which is the team rivalry over at Mercedes. Is it a rivalry? Who knows? But we've got one. We've got a uh, a lot of internet beef. A lot of uh, team LH hating uh, George. We've got Marks on the last pod. Apologies, to everybody that listened to that pod for him bringing that bringing back the hashtag, bring back Bottas, which is no yeah, representation of the pod. It only represent Marks and Marks alone, and uh, that being in the title does not represent any of us. First of all, that's the disclaimer. Yeah. But I'm going to start with Nam because Nam's the Mercedes fan. Um, I'm a Jordan. Do you fan, think though, it's going to get uncomfortable between Russell and Hamilton over the season? Look, um, yeah. clearly Russell's out qualified him twice now. Russell Hamilton's got more points, but it's the friction is isn't going to get worse and worse. Um, I okay. I'm going to be honest. I don't see the friction. I think this is this is this is media hype. This is Twitter, twittering. This is people, Team LH, acting in their feelings when they shouldn't be acting in their feelings. This is when certain demographics look for an ally, want, want an ally, but don't like the ally that they got. That's This is what it is right now. It just doesn't make sense to me why people think that there's this beef going on with George Russell and Lewis. George Russell is an innate-born race winner. He did it in F2 and he did it in F3. So now that he's at a a team that he believes that can be competitive, why is he not going to try and... Why is he not going to try and win races? He won the only he won the only Mercedes race last season, right? So why should he why should he think that oh, um, now that I'm in a situation where I can potentially gain points and have have a step closer to win a championship, I should just concede? Why should like this is the same thing we argued about Perez and Max. And now people are saying, oh, well, George should, like, give give way to... Last week, yeah, when I was listening to the pod, yeah, with Mats, I was losing my mind. I was going nuts. I was listening to it in a car as well, and I was going insane. You know why? Because every single driver on that grid, if they're racing, and they know they've got the ability in their car to catch up to the car ahead of them is going to try and catch up to the car ahead of them. Even when their team goes, oh, Mac, uh, Lewis is on fresher tyres. He's not going to go, oh, okay, all right then. Well, you know, I'm just going to coast around corners and, you know, slow down so Lewis can get past me. Because then at the end of the day, if, let's say, Lewis got there and what happened to his tyres happened to his tyres and they're both, what, there'll be, what, 10 seconds and 15 seconds behind Alonso. Bruv, the potential of the penalty and the the podium not going to Russell or to any of the Mercedes drivers would be out the window. So if Russell believes that he's got potential in his car and caught up, and if the penalty stood, he would have got the podium. Bruv, well, why, why would he why would he turn around and go, oh, okay, well, next time I'll, I'll give space, I'll, I'll let Lewis fly by me. And I don't think at Mercedes they 
I don't I, I don't think at Mercedes they operate in that way where it's like, well, we must adhere everything to Lewis. Or I don't even think Lewis behaves in that way where it's like, all right, allow me allow me the, the the resources to kind of make my race more comfortable. I think they know that Lewis if Lewis knows that he can beat someone, he's gonna go out and beat that thing and and that's it. They're not gonna go they're not gonna do Ferrari. They're not gonna go Lewis is faster than you, so you must look like that's not gonna happen. That's not gonna happen. So for me, I don't see the rivalry like that. I don't see a team that is even in a position to have that kind of rivalry. Um, and I think it's just people who, and I get it, people who really want Lewis Hamilton to win his eighth championship wanting to have a villain. And the easiest villain at the present moment is George Russell. Yeah. Uh, Anik, I know you've said some opposing views. You, do you think uh, this is the changing of the guard? Uh, moving over from Hamilton and Russell? Do you think this is just Russell showing his ability and Hamilton showing his decline? Maybe. Uh, no, I don't think so, actually. I think I don't think Lewis has a problem with George yet. Or I don't think he has a genuine problem with George yet. I personally think Lewis has a problem with the team now. And you know what? He has every right to have a problem with that team because they got it wrong. And even he came out this week as well and said, oh, a little bit of satisfaction and telling the team, you know what, I told you so. And I and based upon that, I think it's eventually going to trickle into a potential um relationship divide between him and George. Because if you look back at it now, Lewis was, you know, he was doing the testing for Mercedes last year. He was pushing forward. He was saying, oh, you know, it's team building, you know, this is this is all about bouncing back. It's how you react, this, that, and the third. But at the end of the day, George got the win. George got more points. And that's all that matters when you look back in time. And if it, that is going to start happening now, Lewis can't let that happen. I think that he's still got it in him to take it to George. But I don't think at this moment in time he has an issue with him. I think he's got an issue with Mercedes that's going to eventually trickle into him having an issue with George. Does that make sense? But I also as well, just to, sorry, to bring something. Lewis right now, yeah, is being too nice and I don't get why he's being too nice to Mercedes where and and the and the, the strategist people there and I get it they've given you what six championships I get it yeah but Russell came in heard some heard him to do a strategy and he's like no nah, I'm not doing it and he, he was reaping the rewards why are you not stand, sitting there and going you know what I'm a seven-time. No, I'm a seven-time. No, but Nam, no, but Nam, I, I, I personally think we'll start seeing that now. Like, yeah, I, no, I, 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 I genuinely believe, think, I, I genuinely I think, think Lewis has got so, a problem with Mercedes now. I, I think so too. But then, uh, I'm, what I'm talking about in terms of why people think that this this rivalry here there is the fact that they're going, oh well, Lewis isn't getting the the calls and he's not getting this stuff and he's testing, bro. Like Lewis is making these choices himself, you know. It's nobody's forcing these down his his throat. Like he can get up and go, I'm seven world champion. I'm not gonna come in for new tires when I feel these tires are good on my car. Like <laughs> what are, what are they gonna do? Are they gonna switch the engine off in the middle of the race for him? They're not gonna do that. So like he needs to step up a little bit and go, Bro, I know what I'm doing. And if if we see that, 
good. And I don't, and, and I think people then realize that there's no rivalry there. They're just two competitive drivers. Um, Lawrence, do you think to kind of ease the teams, uh, not teams' expectation, fan bases, the Mercedes man base expectation? Do you think uh, Russell should have played it a little bit more, more smart, made a played a Valtteri Bottas role, more supporting role, or was he right to go for it from day one in Mercedes? He's got he's got a forged and career. What's he waiting for? Um, like to me, I think uh, team. Well, a portion of Team LH, shall we say, is a little bit still hypersensitive because of all that's happened in the last couple of years. Um, and that's obviously, I think that's spread to Mercedes because you get that ridiculous statement that's come out. So, like, it's a waste of time. Um, I don't think Russell's got any... He's got This guy's trying to forge his own career. He's, what, 25 now? Um, one race win. He's seen Max Oz. He's got two titles under his belt already. Um, and this guy's obviously won everything from young he's got no time to waste he's got to forge his own career if Lewis is just another thing in the way of that he's got you've got to be selfish in F1 you can't you can't be sitting there going oh yeah I'm gonna be all nice with he was nice with him he was talking talking him up when he joined oh, he's, he even says even now he's seven time world champion best driver that's ever ever lived etc he's doing it he's paying him the lip service but on the track what is the point? Even in the last race, we let it. And I, I was one that said it at the time. Obviously, in the moment where Lewis was, you know, on his gearbox, but it was short lived. He actually, he actually had the right sight in in the cockpit. He knew that eventually, obviously, the tired advantage will go to him. That's insight that a lot of fans don't just don't possess. If you're not if you've not been in a race situation, you're never going to possess that. Um, and he has it. To me, that's showing. That there is a, a world champion in there. Um, although I wouldn't probably be a fan of that myself. But um, I think th- probably the only other thing I wanted to add on that is I think Mercedes, I think Annex right, that they're engineering, they're putting himself almost in the perfect scenario. So Lewis definitely has got some issue with the team. I think he's got the right to have a B in his point about that. But then things like Toto coming out and saying, oh, if in two years' time you ain't want to race, we ain't back there chat. Um, competing, he needs to go. Um, to me, it puts them in a perfect position because then they could say, Oh, like we didn't give him a car, so he had to leave, and then we can focus all of our attention on Russell now because clearly that's where they're set for the next 10 years. They've got a guy there ready to go, um, for the next uh, rule change as well. So, and that's what Russell needs to focus on. He needs to get to a position where he becomes the leader of the team because he's going to be. Um, doesn't matter what Lewis or Lewis's fans or even George's fans think, to be honest, at the end of the day. Um, he's got to run his own race and his own career, and he has. You have to be ruthless. That's the problem with Boris. Everyone loved him being someone you could just kick about, but when it came to it in 2021, the guy. How many times do we have? Uh, we're begging my man to defend against Max. Didn't even last half, half a lap. You know that you're going to get that with George. That if it came to it, the guy will fight and it, allow Lewis to get forward. But they're not in that position. So what's the point? Well, at least Russell's not doing like false hype like Bottas like every year. Russell, yeah. Bottas every year. Well, lie, I'm different. Well, lie, he'll turn up Australia or win the race. Then from there, stinkers like he won't turn up. He's he's a joke, man. Two point. At least Russell's not doing the hype talk. That. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Rafa, I'm gonna come to you. Um, anything on Russell and Hamilton? 
before I let you have a little speech on Aston Martin's rivalry, that the no rivalry. Uh, I don't think there's rivalry though. Um, I just think um, Team L LH to to chill. This is not the Bottas era. He's, this is not Batman and Robin. This is I, I won't say Superman. This is just Batman and another hero. These guys they're not dependent on each other. They're two separate entities, two separate drivers. Yeah, just chill. Listen, people want to say that George Russell's not a team player. Well, why should he? He is not. He's driving for Mercedes, yes, but he's mainly driving for his namesake, George Russell of Kings Lynn. That's that's who he's representing himself. So I don't think Russell's anything wrong, and I think it's easy to hate Russell because you know he gives those PR statements after every race and. You know, very PR train and all that. So it's easy to take. It's an easy target. And yeah, I just think Team LH, they hate seeing him win. They they don't like it because obviously they know Hamster's going for a tough time, you know, behind the scenes of the team. And they're just seeing this guy's face smiling everywhere, you know, doing TikToks, you know, with that, with that guy that does impressions. That's what they're seeing right now, and they're not happy about that. So I understand where they're coming from, but they need to chill. Russell, Russell, let Russell do his thing. Like, I don't even like the guy that much, but just let him do his thing. All right, Rafa spoken. Rafa, I'll give you 30 seconds on Aston Martin's rivalry since you've had two back-to-back podiums. There is there is no rivalry yet. I think Alonso's on good behaviour right now. He knows that this is this is a different team to any he's been to before. His his teammates died as the owner, so he's things gonna be nice. Listen, he's doing TikToks now. That's why I know he's happy. Man's doing TikToks and using. He's doing like, gritty, man. Bro, did you see? Did you see the the tune they used on on a uh, on his last video? Cold. No, 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 no. Whoever's at Aston Martin, the social media team, he is cooking. Bro, I've not seen. He this knows guy. they know exactly what they're doing. Then bro. I've not seen this guy guy smile so much since mid '06. Since since the days of the mass damper, I've never seen him smile that much. Is is so, he smiling because Lawrence Stroll's got a gun to his back saying, if you fuck around smile. with my son, you're gonna find yeah, out. Yeah, he looks very uncomfortable you know when he smiles before you know. You know what no, no, I don't think it's you know I think it's I don't I don't think I don't think Lance Stroll, I don't think Lawrence Stroll even rates the sunlight much more. I reckon if Hamilton becomes nah, come on, nah, I'm saying bro, I saw I saw a tweet yeah the other day. I saw a tweet, you know, and I, I quote to it saying Hamilton Alonso, as you might have told before. Listen, Lawrence Stroll, if you are listening to Pit Stop Fracas on this fine March Sunday evening, yeah, if Hamilton comes available at the end of the year, tell your son to hold bench. How old is Lance Stroll? He's not old. He can hold bench one or two 24? years. Yeah, bro, hold bench, come back in at 27 more mature. He's not dropping his son for Hamilton, man. Drop his no, son for not. Hamilton and put, just, just do it. Just not, do it. If you're he'll drop Alonso for Lo- Lance. No, no, no. He don't rate his son. I know he doesn't rate his son. No, I man, just... come on, man. Stop bro, that. I know, Lance is I... underrated as well. Come on. You know, he is. See that I move just... on science? He's a, he's a yeah, hooper, man. Yeah, yeah, but but we have to run. We have... One day we'll talk about science. One day. We'll talk, we'll about, talk about science right now, actually. Ferrari. Stinker. Stinker. Absolute stinker with that guy. Stinker. Just I'm leaving the platform open for Ferrari. Who was... is, there, is there anything there? We heard Charles doing, trying to do team There moves. is. There is nothing. Just there's there's nothing. There's nothing there's there. Nothing. Because obviously there's right nothing. now, if we're looking at seasons, it's one one. 
Yeah. Signs won the first season. Second season, Signs had a stinker. Charles ran away with it. This season, Signs is ahead by a significant amount of points. That's only because of a DNF from Charles. Leclerc's been the much better driver. So I think so I, I I think Leclerc's a better driver. I think though when it comes to this rivalry between the two, I don't think there is. I'll be honest with you, I don't think there is. But I think similar to the situation with Hamilton and Mercedes, I think Leclerc has got an issue with Ferrari. And that could end up trickling into a inter-battle rivalry between Sainz and Leclerc because Leclerc ain't happy. He, said, he went to the prince. He went to the boss of Ferrari after the first race, complaining. Even in the last race, Javi wasn't helping him out on the radio. Even though I kind of think Leclerc should know a bit about what's going on. I also think Leclerc's been a little bit lucky. Uh, uh, sorry, unlucky. He was unlucky with a safety car last weekend. Um, that was just a bit unfortunate. And then obviously his his car went up in um, Bahrain. But at the moment, I don't think there's an issue between the two two drivers. But I think again. Back to the fact, I think Leclerc's got a problem with Ferrari at the moment that could end up an issue between the two drivers. Yeah, I don't And both know. their contracts expire at the same time, yeah? I don't know, man. I, I see a big driver move happening. I see, I can just see it because Leclerc is fed up. And, you know, after last year, listen, I can't lie, Leclerc's getting too much of a pass. He does deserve some, some like, stick for some of the shit he done last year. Let's be real. The Emily spin, the, the France, like, come on, man. Like, he's got to take some blame, but the large part of the blame is a Ferrari. And so I understand why he's vexed, but I, something's not right there as well. Hamilton, Mercedes, Leclerc, Ferrari, something isn't right. And I think yeah. something will be done. That's within, it, that's, that's within the team, isn't it? The only time I would say we've seen something between them two is Silverstone last year. And again, that was a team yeah. coming up with the worst strategy I've ever heard of. And obviously then they got a bit frosty in the middle of the race, but then they, yeah. they went weird to work. That's the only time to use... Uh, that's it. That's it. No, no, there's, there's, and they, I don't think they have the characters. In. Charles is too nice, polite. Yeah. And Sites, I think, is just happy to be there half the time. So I don't think, I don't <laughs> yeah, think I don't there's... Either. So Sainz doesn't have the pace to hang with him right now. No, I think no, I think he does. I think he does. I don't. I don't think they're actually that far apart. I think, but I think to if you're going to compete for, for race wins and that, it's, the mentality comes into it. I don't think Sainz has got that. Which I think I do think Charles has, aside from when he starts to bin it, obviously. Um, but they're not. They're not even there. What's the point? What again? What is the point of getting frosty with each other when you're sixth and seventh and you're forty seconds off? Right, no, I, I can't lie, Straw would have been ahead of them as well. So they actually yeah, probably would have been yeah. seven or eight. Yeah, That's how exactly. bad it was. I think I think Straw finishes in between the Mercedes. Yeah. Like, I don't I, I don't know. I think I think he finishes. So like yeah, they're they yeah, they're finished. So they've got bigger I, I problems than driver rivalry. Yeah, they can't yeah. be beefing each other. They, yeah, they need to be beefing the team. They need to go back into get back into the lab, bro. Yeah, but this is this is the lab, Italian bro. way. They're gonna beef the, they're gonna beef each other. I've never heard I know I've never heard of a team saying no oh, look um next year we're gonna even close the gap we've got more wind tunnel time we're gonna we've got this shelf shell fuel we're gonna have another 40 brake horsepower and then they're slower than last year you know what it they're is they're literally yeah, slower than last year it's shocking and and the thing is they're doing up apology letters as well yeah science came out this week and said it the sir 
comes out this week and he's saying, oh, we know what the problems are. This is not right. Got to fix it. Ferrari have to fix it, man. Yeah, but they got they actual. They got actual. They got actual fans that they got to apologize to. Like Mercedes, Yeah, they got a man that will come down tomorrow. Hey. Bro. Mercedes, I, I, I said this. I said this when I saw the statement. That is a statement for shareholders. Yeah. Oh, shareholders. Show all them man up there. Elkan, the guy that owns Juve. Yeah, Listen, the Mercedes yeah. statement was a shareholder statement as well. Yeah, they were like, yo, Damlon, we're yeah. sorry. All the Damlon uh, statements. All these people uh, were sorry. Uh, trying, to, trying to make sure they got ignited. That wanted the fans. I, I, I came into the season giving man like Freddie V. That was the Jim Ratcliffe saying, Listen, I'm sorry, we ain't got your money. Sorry, you can't buy Man United. We're sorry. Wait, <laughs> you ain't got the bread. Does, could you sponsor us? Does Freddie V get a pass for the season? Yeah, he has to. He's in a mess right now. Okay, okay. I'm just making sure. I'm just he's making into sure. the burning fire. I'm just making sure because he's, and he's, tra- he's just trying to protect Leclerc, but it's not really working out. That's that for me. That's why he was signed, isn't it? That that's that's why he was signed, isn't it? Like just to the club right. business. Um, Nam, um, before we move on, uh, any thoughts on Ferraris? Any rivalry, rivalry there? No, there's no. There isn't. On paper, there's no rivalry. But this is El Ferrari, isn't it? This is this is the Italian horses. They they're going to make a rivalry. They have to. This is this is how this is how that that team, that Fiat Group team, function. They have to create a rivalry. There has to be a mess there. They there has to. So there's no rivalry on on paper. But fam, there'll be a rivalry between I don't know some. Chief executive at Fiat and Carlos. There's already cousin. beef. There's already so. beef with Vegna and uh, Vassal right now, and that's the that's Damn. the head marketing. Listen, come on. bro, the marketing guy. You should be working on Ferrari showrooms. What the hell are you beefing yeah. Vassal for? These people are joking, man. Italian super settings, bro. I'm telling you, I, I will be there. I will be there anyway. I'll be there. Same, same. Um, before before we go, before we go, we got a little game. Um, we got a little game called First Driver second driver and reserve driver so the rules of this game are quite simple all of you guys you own a formula one team and you get you get i'm going to name three drivers and you're going to decide who the first driver is who the second driver is like the the supporting driver and who the reserve driver is going to be for the team but these are not any names these are going to be all the type of names in history you know of formula one drivers so it's going to be some tough ones here um i'm going to start with Let's 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 give you a. I'm going to give you a random one right now. So the three drivers are Carlos Sainz, Pierre Gasly, and Esteban Ocon. O- Anik, who who would you put as the first driver, second driver, reserve driver out of those three? So Sainz, Gasly, and Ocon. You're clever. You're clever. I like what you've done there. All single solitary race wins. Yeah, it's a good one, man. It's a good one. Um. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com I put him on the spot. You know, in my head, in my headphones just fell out. All right, all right. right. Science, 
All right, science or con Gasly? Um, I have to do reserve driver Gasly. Only because, only because he's, correct me if I'm wrong, the only one out of those three drivers that have been dropped during their F1 career. That's the only reason why. I'd have to say Ocon, first driver, and Science second driver. Ocon beat his teammate twice, yeah? No, only once, last year, Alonso. The year before? You lost Alonso. You've, you've, you've made your uh, bed, man. What, so what, what are we saying? We're saying Gasly yeah, reserve, Ocon. Ocon first, Carlos Sainz second. Ocon driver. first, yeah. That's what I'll do. Uh, Rafa? I can't lie. That's mine as well. Gasly reserve. Um, no respect it, for Gasly in these streets. Look, nah, I'm sorry. 2019. Did you see what Leclerc done to him in 2019? <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> Nah. He was in a Red Bull as well. Nah, I know, awesome. like, nah, man. I'm sorry. The Monaco performance, hungry. Was hungry? Yeah. Oh, no, not hungry. I'm fucking like stinkers. So, yeah, I'm sorry. That's still in my mind. So, Gasly, then I'm going to have Science number two and Ocon number one. I like, I like what Ocon's made of. He, I just, he's got Grinter to him. So, yeah, Ocon's my number one. All right. Uh, Nam, you've got some deep thinking about it. No, this is quite simple, to be honest. First driver, Ocon. Second driver, Gasly. Reserve driver, Sainz. Sainz is just too slow for you. Getting this in no, it's just, come on. Look, Ocon won a race, yeah, before Gasly. And Gasly won a race before Sainz. And Sainz has been in more competitive cars than both of those drivers. Science for... has a real window. Huh? Science actually has a real win. A real win. Ocon and G- Gasly's wins are a bit. Hmm. I don't has know. he really got a real They're questionable. That, really that's got right. that's Listen, still... Ocon won with half the grid missing. Right, that's still <laughs> still win. Like, when he... Gasly's that's win still... is Fugazi. And that's because Carlos Science didn't overtake him, which I'm still angry about. I that's that. Oh, look at that. Um, look at that. Look what you just said. That's actually true. That's actually true. That's a good that, that look, that look Silverstone win is the most fraudulent win. Found what the Silverstone win? Yeah. The science one. Apologize. That is fraudulent, actually. I can't lie. He slapped it on pole in the rain. These Bro, I couldn't remember the, 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 no, no, the, the funny thing about that Silverstone yeah. 22 year is I remember no, everything yeah. that happened behind science. Yeah. I didn't even realize he was racing. Bro, Leclerc was cooking him with half a wing. Half a half a wing. Yeah, come on. Bro, I can't lie. You can't have him. You can't have him as a driver. You can't. You can't do that. I, 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 You're switching your stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just remember my head's hot now. So it's Ocon and Gasly, yeah? All right, cool. Ocon and Gasly, yeah, yeah. So Ocon number one driver, Gasly number two, and Carlos Reserve. Uh, Lawrence, uh, I know you've been patiently waiting here. That would that would have been mine as well, to be fair. Ocon, Gasly, then Science. Science is not rated. Are you? I used to. Same. I used to, but after yeah, after last season actually. I, all he's known for is trying to recreate a lot of his career, man. That's what he's known for. Bro. He's, he's I'm different though. Career. I'm putting Gasly. I'm putting Gasly one. Then I'll come to. And then I'm putting science three. I've never yeah. heard a man cry on the radio as much as Gasly in my life, bro. I don't like him. Wait, uh... <laughs> I just don't. Li- I just don't like. Hey, listen. There's a lot of Gasly hate. 
Hey, you ever seen? He has the hit nowadays. Uh, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. Have you seen that picture I'm, of him where he's gone bold? <laughs> ever since I saw that, I just can't rate him, bro. How can I drive have a have a meme of him like that? No, 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 no. It's not right. I'm 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 hating because my 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 better half in it when I met her, yeah, she had Gasly as a screensaver, bro. And I, can't... Yeah, yeah. Bro, and I first, first thing was man, man said it's personal. <laughs> <laughs> and after man that, said the hate is personal. <laughs> Don't kill me, man. <laughs> All right, um, next one. It might be straightforward for some, might not be straightforward for others. Um, Max Verstappen, Charles Leclerc, Lando Norris, Anik, Red Bull fan number one. Number one, Max. Man, why are you giving me this? All right, Norris is reserved. Norris is reserved. Number one. Man, I can't do this. Streets, he's a Red Bull fan. Who are you going to put number one? I'm not answering it. Not answer it, man. You can't make me choose between the two. I can't choose between the two. Sorry. I've got too much time for Leclerc. I've got too much time for Leclerc. Listen, it's your team. You have to... Listen, it's your team. You have to pick a number one driver, man. Okay, I have to go Max. This is with a heavy heart. Charles, if you're listening to this, this is a heavy heart, yeah. you got to be number two. Max number one. All right, cool. Uh, Rafa? This is tough for me because I know who's number one, which is Max. It's just who's number two because I can't lie. This <laughs> with a heavy heart, Landon Norris. Just because I haven't seen you do it in a just a top so, team. So Landon Norris reserve driver. Ah, it's tough. You know what? Bun it. Leclerc, you're holding bench. Come and land on us, bro. No, <laughs> bro. Nah. I don't get nah. it. Nah. <laughs> it's all about why. Nice. See, no, just because listen, I, I didn't like that no for a long time. But then just going through the information again, just coming through, I listen, I've read this guy. And I think Lando needs some props. So Leclerc hold bench. I don't I don't like the way he's been acting. His mentality's been a bit Questionable too, look at it. We'll go back, we'll talk about this later. So, Lando, you kind of, uh, Nam, I feel like you're gonna say something mad. Nah, I'm not gonna say anything mad. Max number one, Lando number two, Leclerc of reserve. All right, bro. That's like, I'm a businessman, innit? I'm usually, I'm, I'm pretending that I'm a team principal here and I'm looking at my cost of what's gonna happen and the amount of times Charles bends it. Fam, he's a liability. Imagine bro, giving your card to Charles. From a marketing point of view, at a marketing point of view, you're going to pick Leclerc. Leclerc's the best looking one out of them three. Oh, sorry. Norris you're is like the second Leclerc. most marketable driver in F1. Hey, hey Matt Miles, do you know? adverts. Put Lando in the TikTok video, and that's it. Right. That's recouped half of the car right. revenue already, bro. Hey, listen. Meanwhile, meanwhile. Lando's on this Lando morning. Respect it, man. He's talking to Holly Willoughby in that. Respect, Wait, man. Was did, did did Leclerc bin bin Villeneuve's car? Oh, was it Leclerc? No, yeah, yeah, he did. Jill yeah. Villeneuve. Jill, Jill Villeneuve. One of the for me, one of the greatest races ever. He bin his car. Jill <laughs> Villeneuve. Lando wouldn't do that. You think Lando would bin Mika's '98 car? Oh, nice. No, no, he never. wouldn't. He's got too much respect never. for McLaren racing heritage. No. Well, I'm not talking too much for McLaren. Uh, Lawrence. What's your pick? Uh, Land. Ooh, so I'm gonna go Max Lando and then Charles because Charles and Max's teammates. Someone's someone's life is gonna be cut very short. Oh lord, that's it. Someone. Does Lando have a race win? By the way, 
what's what's your agenda? I'm you just know, saying. I'm just listen, saying, we've got more knowledge than to just evaluate people by race wins. G- thank you, thank you. Keep, I, I, Mar, just repeat that. Look at the ratio: eighteen polls and what five wins. He's got the same wins as Perez, man. So, so put Norris fine. in a car like that. Ain't happening. So if I'm a team principal, I got, I got, I got a, a pole driver and I got a race driver. Simple. Well, I see. I seen all of them on on sim racing, man. Trust this, me. This is how Leclerc, Leclerc, scary. This is how no annex is a money man, bro. You don't care about the bill for that car. He said, "Oh, look, I need, I need him to look good. I need him to, I need him to feel good. I need drivers to, I need drivers with great hair, fam. Are you not looking at your bottom line? (laughs) (laughs) Be a businessman. (laughs) We all know Will, apart from Anik. So I'm saying uh, Max. No way, man. Make sure you put this poll out. Yeah, let's put this poll out on the Twitter. I'm gonna clip this up. Then we'll see. I promise you. I promise you, Leclerc is not gonna be reserve driver. No way. All right, all right. Lando's better than Charles, brother. You heard, you heard it first. Uh, listen, I said that for a while, so you get me. Has, has, has a quick one before we continue. Has Charles Leclerc got a, a verified fan account? Oh, yeah. It's it's raps now. It's raps now. He's done. He's done. Uh, uh, are we saying that? Look, Lando Norris got official hashtag. Hold on, hold on. Who's got the most followers? Who's got the most followers? Well, if Don't you know, that's, 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 that's one of the most dumb. This is not how we're picking first drivers. I, 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 that, that, that's that's Ferrari tax. That's Ferrari, whatever. That's that's all. No. That's all Ferrari. He's got that. He's got that behind him. Oh, that's man. what he you, brings. I think you weren't there. This is like the this is like the Ronaldo Messi debate. Who's got more more Instagram followers? though? I think weren't there when Mansell was at Ferrari, bro. They love the Brits, bro. They love them, man. So yeah, we'll cook it, man. Don't worry. All right. Um. I'm going to give a tough one, guys. Um, all one championship winners. Uh, Jack Villeneuve, Jensen Martin, Nico Rosberg. Anik. Uh, I have to put Rosberg lead. I'll put Button to and I'll put Jack Villeneuve as well. All right. Uh, Rafa. Jacques Villeneuve reserve. I'm sorry, but if you've looked at his career, it's like it goes backwards. It's like Shakiri's career. Man started off at Bayern and then slaughter Shakiri. Sorry. That that's that's his career. So I am sorry if, I'm so sorry. If you have a career like that, you can't be start lead like nah. This is tough for me, isn't it? Because I like both drivers. They're both in like my underrated kind of Streets drivers, you know, so it's tough. But I like Nico's championship winning year a bit more than Baton, so I'm gonna have Nico one and Johnson two. Uh, Nam, um, Nico one. Why are you thinking? Come on, this is easy. No, you put in equal why I'm thinking. Nam, forget that he's Jao's son, forget, forget that. Forget he's Jao's son. Let me, let me, let me bring it up. Let me. Nico one, Jacques Villeneuve two, Jason Button three. Let me tell you why. Yeah, because there was no chance in hell Jason Button, Jensen Button was going to win the championship if not for Ross Bourne coming into that team and saving Honda. There was absolutely no way. Meanwhile, Jack Villeneuve was in, was grinding it, 
hooping, hooping in the gym at Williams. Fam, and he won his championships. I can't, I can't knock, I can't knock. He did what he needed to do, even though it was a bit of a fugazi one. But one day, he, one day, one day teammates and bottom one. I believe in like 03. Yeah, in 03, there were teammates in 03. And one. I'm just putting that out there, innit? Oh, all, right, all right, all right, all right. The call, the call was oh, dead. No, 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 so. you can't do that. You can't do that. How long? The call wasn't that really was up there. Like, very long, bro. Jack Villeneuve was dusted them times, anyway. Yeah, he was, he was, he was going out, man. He was, he was on the decline, and then I'm just saying, I'm just. But did Villeneuve do anything after championship? He didn't do anything, Villeneuve. I can't remember him doing anything after championship. He made bad career moves. Lawrence, your pick. Uh, I'm going to go a bit different. So I'm going to go Jack, first driver. Uh, Nico, second, button third. Reason being, if Jack is reserve, he's going to chat the most shit about my team. This guy comes out with the craziest shit I've ever heard. So I can't have man just... Well, while my while my two drivers are out there, he's <laughs> just talking some crap on their name. I can't have that. So he'll be first, because obviously, if my car's good, he ain't got nothing to worry about. And obviously, he beat, beat uh, Michael. Um, Rosberg, because... I think, well, you, you you know, consistency from him and Button third because literally the same reason as Nam said. Um, the guy would have done nothing aside from that. And he's probably a good test driver, actually, because he had, like, good, like, um, uh, World Endurance Championships and all that. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Respect JB, man. Um, I'm, I'm putting uh, Vilner first, Rosberg second, and... Uh... Barn third of reserve driver. I put a Villeneuve first year because his first two years are brazy. Bro, he came to this sport as a, a, dogs as a, as a dogs on his teammate. He's talking on Hill oh. and Schumacher, two champions. Bro. But one of the best two year runs ever. After that, I don't care. He after that he was on his day off. You know that meme where Marshall's just sitting on a bench. That's what he was doing versus Greenman. I can't rate that man. He's just chilling. All right, um, just two more now. Um the first one is Michael Schumacher, Ayrton Senna, and Alan Bross. Blind, right. Good luck, guys. I, I know mine. I know mine already. Mine's easy. <sighs> I, I, I know he's going reserve. I know he's going reserve. That is, know yeah, that's... I, this is the easiest one so far. It's the easiest. I know what you're going to say, Ralph. Rafa's gonna say, I, I know what Rafa's gonna say. Rafa's gonna say, Pross number one, Schumacher two, Senna bench. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Can I give my, can I give my reasoning, though? Ah, go on. I just see, see, I'm telling you now, I'm, listen, I'm a big Alonso fan, isn't it? But like, Pross runs him so close to his money. Pross, I'm telling you, Pross is, he's just, he's more than a racer. And I just like Schumacher's raggedness and dominance. And Senna, I rate Senna, don't get me wrong, I think he's obviously one of the greatest of drivers, but for me, I just prefer, just prefer those two in it. And yeah, it's easy for me because I just like those two more than I like Senna. But yeah, that's it really. Anik, who's your pick? Um, <sighs> Senna bench, Schumacher one, Prost number two. I'm putting together a dossier on Senna, by the way. Hey, let me know. All, 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 you're going to run a Senna agenda. Is this what you're trying to say? Right? I'm going to run. I'm going to be running a Senna agenda very soon. I'm putting together a dossier. 
I see, see me. Be, see, see me in that team. Out, see. Don't worry. I'll be don't there. Worry. I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll don't be, worry. I will be there. So yeah. Nam, can you stop the sickness? Can you stop the bleeding of this pod right now? Before we go. Senna, one. Shimaka two. Pros three. How many? How many titles has Pros got? Four. Got four. He's got four on it. Come on, bro. That's Pros, bro. I'm going to have to assume on the trajectory of Senna's career, he would have gone on to have at least four more than he did. So on that basis, I can't. It's tough, but I can't, bro. He won back to back easily. He, he would have won. He was that Williams team. already as well? Before he passed. Yeah. Yeah, Senna won it. all of his in one car, by the way. <coughs> Not in different cars. Pardon? Senna won all of his in one car. What is that? What's that supposed to mean? So did, so did... Uh, uh, the other two. The other two done it in different cars. Schumacher done it in different cars. Senna, uh, Prost done it in different cars. But they cooked. They cooked the rules. Schumacher, Prost came. Schumacher Prost done it because yeah. yeah. no, Prost came in was illegal. Williams. That I was illegal. Prost that. that part in his last title. I can't lie. He did. <laughs> exactly. We forget. We forget about that because. Sorry, just as an all round. Talk about driving and just the brains. He's better. The guy's an engineer in the car, bro. Pay him a double wage. Pay him engineer's wage and driver's wage. That's what process is. Right, I would tune right. the car before the race. And you're gassing. Matt's acting like he was there. He saw the narrative. I was bro. there. He's, he's I was reading there. the Daily Mirror right. and that. Also, so I'm not even trying to be funny, but you can't really have French drivers in front of like. Brazilians and you like that's wild to me. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Don't worry, Nam. Don't worry, Nam. I'm putting the dossier together. Don't worry. Oh, this is nasty. If you do it on the internet, you're gonna get a dossier. Portuguese translations. Let's let's hope the pod don't ever go to. I mad wait, mad wait, mad wait, mad wait. Don't go. You can't put a dossier on a man whose life got like that. That's rude. Don't you rate Prost better than someone? Oh, no, no, no. Look, whatever happened to him is unfortunate. Okay. I am talking about his race, his racing ability. That's what I'm talking about. Um, Trust uh, me, he done up. He done a lot of terrorism, especially in Japan, twice. Yeah, come on to that. All right, all right. L- Lawrence, go ahead. Uh, so I'm gonna do more of an emotional drive. I think just pure driving focuses. Senna one is the greatest guy I've ever seen behind the wheel. So. Point blank, um, that guy's done things that no one else will ever be able to do. Then, uh, Michael, uh, and then Pross, because I saw because you know what, Michael actually tried to help Eddie Irvine win a title, bro. Not in the other two ain't ever gonna try <laughs> let some bum like that try and win a title. So, I've seen that he could be a decent number two in it, so that's why. And Prost, bro, that guy's a, a rat, mate, can't. Like he's he's, he's brutal in it. Like he's I, I respect like he's brutal in it, and you, bro, the shit out three I rate it, but nah, like all of all three in terms of just pure on the wheel, mate. Prost hasn't behind the wheel is not anything more special than them two put together. So, um, yeah, that's all. Center car cannot be any less than number one for that reason, though. I'm not. I'm not going to disclose my one because I might get cooked. No, 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 tell us, no, tell us. No, come no, on, my head, you gotta no, tell us. No, no, it's gonna be before, 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 before you do, yeah, there's no way Pross can be in front of Senna. Oh, 
No, Prost, Prost, Prost had a Ferrari and finished fifth in the season. Bro, yeah, Prost, Prost, Lester, Prost, Lester, team that, that Ferrari was, uh, they were sabotaging the call. Like, wait, 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 I'm just saying, I'm just saying. He was beefing what? his engine. The man got fired towards the end of the season. Come on, man. He literally <laughs> got saying, fired. I'm just saying, all I'm saying is, yeah, Senna had to do that in Japan 90 because obviously the Ferrari, Ferrari wasn't as quick as the McLaren that year. But he was still, he was still arguing with Senna. That plus ninety season isn't talked enough. It's not talked enough about. Like, it's right, not talked right, enough right. about, man. Come on, man. I'm, I'm, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. Um, I'm going. Prost, Senna, Michael. I knew he was going to bench Michael. I knew it. Uh, McLaren agenda. We got to run. Oh. Finna run that. Finna run. It's, it's Prost uh, one, yeah. Prost yeah. is one. Okay, yeah. I'm just saying. Let's make right. sure. Uh, the last one. Last one before we go. Uh, Sebastian Vettel. Fernando Alonso, Lewis Hamilton. Can it might be easy for some. might be difficult for others. Can this I take the first? Go on. First, Lewis Hamilton. What's the other two? Vettel, <laughs> Alonso. <laughs> uh, number two. Okay. Lewis, one. And then I'm going to alternate drivers. So one week, Vettel, the other week. Uh, 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 uh. Not, none of that, none of this that. This is bad, this is bad. Reserve driver, second driver, pick. no alternate. I can't pick. No, you know why? Because I can't pick two reserve drivers. This guy. Wait this a second. Man's going to work. Both of them. Huh? <laughs> none of them are worthy of the second. Second. I would he, rather he's he's basically saying he wants Lewis to have both the cars. That's what he's saying. I would rather have Lewis, one one driver, Lewis, than have them two saboteurs around him, bro. Put the put the put the House of Commons background on, man. You're a politician, man. We don't want to hear that shit. Uh, <laughs> Anik, your pick. Um, Lewis number one. Uh, I have to go Vettel number two and Alonso reserve. The reason for me putting Alonso reserve, you know, he left the sport, man. He disrespected the sport. He left it. A few times. Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Vettel, wait. Lots lost, lost, lost of sport, but Vettel, where's Vettel now? He's on his couch. It doesn't matter, bro. I look at his CV. He's got he gaps on his CV. He he's got gaps. Alonso's got gaps on his CV. Alonso's got, got gaps because we're in that time. You won two wins back to back. Nah, what? nah, man. That's like work experience. I'm not, I'm not, I'm no, not taking not. that. I'm not taking that into account. That's work experience. Are you crazy? There you go. Simple as. Alonso's on bench. Disrespecting nah, nah, nah. our sport. All right, all right, cool. Say no more. Say no more. Uh, Rafa. Right, this again. I thought I thought the other one was easy. This is even easier. For Fernando Alonso Diaz, born and raised in Asturias, Oviedo, Spain, is my number one numero uno driver. Yeah, that that's it. Then I'm gonna have Lewis Hamilton, born and raised in Stevenage, number two. All right, I'm I'm no reserve driver. No reserve driver. There's no reserve. Man said he's not hiring Vettel. Nah. Uh, give me Mick Schumacher, man. I don't want, <laughs> I don't want Vettel. You Mick Schumacher. Give me Takuma Sato. Give me Ide. Anybody else. I don't want him. I don't want Vettel. Want him. He can't be in my team. Uh, Lawrence? Uh, Lewis, then Alonso, and then Seb. Um, simple as that. I don't, There's nothing. There's n- there's self-explanatory. Yeah, I'm the same. Uh, Lewis Alonso, Vettel. 
Matt Vettel in the paddock looking at the, you know, ESG issues around the team, but that's about it. You know, you know what Pedro really. de Rosa is doing? Checking right out there. the carbon footprint, yeah? yeah. yeah. measuring the carbon footprint. I really haven't been the car. He's trying to get that car, was it? Um, congestion charge compliant, isn't it? Is our car you less compliant? What's going on? Um, all right, uh, thank you so much, guys, for coming on. Um, if you are still listening and watching, uh, please follow us on Pit Stop Fracker Twitter. Please follow us on Pit Stop Fracker on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube now, please like, subscribe, leave a comment. We love it. Um, please, if you're listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, please leave a five star review. And we will be back next week um, with a review of the Australian Grand Prix. Peace. PDR, where are you now? Sports Social Podcast Network.